Welcome to episode 77 of SwiftCast, our special Welcome to New York episode. This is Ashley. And Nate. And actually, it's our ghosts because we are dead. Dead. R.I.P. R.I.P. us. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be dying and then coming back to life and then dying again a lot over the next few days. Yeah. I mean, seriously, craziness. Craziness. It's very exciting and also sad to think that this is the most exciting life is going to be for the next two years. I wouldn't say that. We still have tour ahead of us, you know, uh, first opening show. I, I know mean, we have all that, but the days before Taylor puts out an album, there's just no other feeling like it. No replacement, yeah. You, like, can't eat, sleep, function, <laughs> do anything else except just obsess over every little tidbit that Taylor has given us so far. I vividly remember the red release and how awesome those few days leading up to it were. I took off of work because, I mean, who could work at a time like this? Seriously, I know, yeah. And I remember when I first got the red album, or the next morning at least, I didn't have anywhere to go at all, like nowhere that I needed to be, but I literally just got in the car just so I could have the experience of driving and blasting the album. Drove around for probably a good two or three hours getting the full experience of the album. Do you feel like it's a different experience in the car than it is listening anywhere else? I don't think so. I think the first time I listened to Red was in the car. I think it was. Yeah, I bought my album at Walmart at midnight and went straight to my car and popped it right in. So I thought it was it was great for me anyway. I don't know. For me, I feel like obviously I've listened to Red so much over the past two years, but if I'm sitting at home listening to it, I'm enjoying the music, but when I listen to it in the car, it just hits me harder. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I it's because yeah, I play it I louder. It I don't know. Yeah, that could be it. Well, not to brag, but I already have heard the album, so I already know uh, what to expect on this one. So. God, Nate, you're so rude. Stop bragging. I know. I'm so pretentious. I'm so pretentious. <laughs> Well, we're not going to be driving around listening to this one on Monday because we will be sitting out on the streets of New York waiting for Taylor at Good Morning America. Yay! Maybe if you guys tune in in the morning, you'll see us waving or something in the window. Like crazy deranged fans. I'll be the one with my face pressed up against the glass as hard as you can. Just... (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) That would get you attention. I think it would. It at least alert somebody, maybe security, I don't know, but... I think it has potential. (laughs) Well, speaking of New York, I feel like Taylor wrote something about New York. Um, she did? What? Oh, 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 oh. that. The title leading track from the album, Welcome to New York. (laughs) Oh, the title, the leading title track. How could I forget? Honestly, seriously, what an awesome song. She really pulled through on this one. I, like... Unbelievable. I don't even know what to say about it, really. It's so crazy to me because we wait and wait and wait for these songs for so long. And they're just this mysterious thing that you have no idea what to expect. I know. And then as soon as it comes out, you're like, how did I ever survive without this song? <laughs> Everything just comes to fruition and, and the most in the most amazing way. Well, it was kind of interesting yesterday because we were all counting down throughout the day, waiting for it to hit iTunes Monday at midnight. And if you remember last week for Out of the Woods, it ended up coming out maybe an hour early on iTunes, I think around 11 p.m. Eastern. 
while iTunes had other ideas this week, apparently. Oh, iTunes. So the song hit iTunes in several other countries earlier in the day on Monday, at least U.S. time. It was earlier in the day. So instantly the song was everywhere, all over the Internet. Lyrics were everywhere. And then Taylor and Scott Borchetta, I think, had to make an emergency call to iTunes to get it added on to U.S. iTunes sooner because people were just going ballistic. I mean, they were, too. Twitter, like, blew up. Everybody, everybody's like, oh, my God. Then everyone's like, oh, where is it? <laughs> I think like an hour passed. I'm like, I tweet her kind of, you know, jokingly, but I'm like, well, you tried, Taylor. It was a good try. I was like, don't don't feel bad. <laughs> well, then when it finally got onto iTunes, people were having issues buying it, too. Right. So last week I had already pre-ordered 1989 and I had to cancel my pre-order to get out of the woods to download. Really? No kidding. This week, I had to place another pre-order order in order to get Welcome to New York to download. Wow. Okay, then. So it's just been a very confusing experience for me. That's strange. I really had no problems at all, so... That's because Taylor loves you. She made a special exception on iTunes just for you. <laughs> She's like, for you, Nate. Just for you. Well, it was definitely worth the wait, and it was very, very exciting when it was released. I think even more so because so many people are heading to New York for release week, and... Taylor's in New York all the time, and this song is just such an anthem that it's just really the best thing that could have reflected this era. I agree. As far as an opener song, too, and I was listening to it like pretty like in-depth today, just at the beginning, you can kind of see some parallels with State of Grace, and you can kind of start to see some prospects for maybe what tour is going to be looking like. So when you listen to that epic opening, and then and then it slowly picks up, and then and then boom, you're you're right into the song. I could see exactly that for for the next tour. I could I don't know. I can picture it now. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, first things first. I have an important question for you. All right, go for it. So I heard from several people at all the different secret sessions that during while she played Welcome to New York, there was a beat where she said confetti. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Where in um, the song was that? It's actually like right at. The I think it's like the two minute mark almost exactly where it's it's into the chorus and then and then she went and she she made a hand motion she opened her hands and she goes confetti as as we were sitting there so it was, that was cool we're like holy holy you know this is the the tour she's talking about like wow you know that she's probably already put a lot of thought and planning into the tour exactly yeah that's so unbelievable to think about actually when we were you know talking to Scott uh, Swift you know casually. As I like to say, uh, <laughs> he uh, he did actually talk a little bit about it. He said she's already has all these plans for tour and they're well underway and they've been setting up meetings um, at that point within the past week, which was early October. Now everything's coming together, I guess, for tour for her. So that is that's really incredible. Well, you can tell that it's already underway just based on the fact that there's so many contests with opportunities to meet her on tour. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Man, am I excited. Yeah. Welcome to New York, I think, was an, an awesome addition to the song she's already released. So. Is Taylor just going to emerge on stage dressed as, like, a giant Statue of Liberty? I, You know, I actually thought of that today. Like, I'm not even kidding. Seriously? Like, that's just the image that came to my head. I think of really weird things. I Well, we must think alike because, seriously, I actually thought of that today. I'm like, well, what would be New York themed? I'm like, oh, Statue of Liberty. I'm like, I wonder if she'd wear a Statue of Liberty costume. I'm like, nah, no. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like 
I'm just totally making this up and I'm going to be talking in six months about how wrong I was, but I can see her making a scene where almost she enters the stage through a door, kind of like how she leaves her apartment every day. Oh, where she's that, yeah. she's dressed in some cute outfit and then she rips it off into like a sparkly crop top. Yeah. Oh, I can definitely see that. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of crop tops and a lot of a lot of skin. <laughs> a lot of skin. And forgive me cuz I do not know the actual name of this type of clothing. Uh but it was like a it was like a almost like a onesie. She wore it to the romper. Mm, maybe. <laughs> the are you, or are you talking about the hybrid of romper slash leotard that she had at the VMAs? Uh, that one. The, the hybrid romper leotard that she had at the VMAs. Yeah, I wasn't so much a fan of that. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing that again, though. Hopefully not that exact one, at least. Maybe a little bit less. No, I like the flashy. I don't know. Well, the opening number always has to have an element of surprise in it. And the confetti would accomplish that. But I was just thinking about how... One of the best parts of the way State of Grace opened the show was how she starts out behind the curtain and then they drop the curtain. Right. Oh, that was such a cool opener. I always love that. So she's going to have to make such a cool entrance. I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, flies in through... I don't even know. Like, she could do anything. (laughs) She literally, at this point, basically owns the city of New York. Pretty much. I mean, I I think just to say the least, I... (laughs) I think any city that she walks into, she's basically the queen of already. So I did have a thought also about why she is releasing Welcome to New York and Out of the Woods before the rest of the album, those ones specifically. I was thinking about it and I'm like, well, these are not singles. She stressed that they're not singles. I'm like, what I think she's doing is releasing a couple of the songs that she is very much proud of, that she thinks really like accentuate and describe the album sonically I guess anyway I think she's doing that and releasing those songs beforehand so that we get so that we're we start getting excited for the album and then like bam hit us with the new singles that that are coming out so and of course the oh I mean the album itself but I think the hard-hitting singles she's gonna save so but anyway that was just my thought I don't know if any of you actually caught onto that or made sense of it but yeah I agree with that When I think back to the songs that she released before Red came out, which there were a lot more of those actually. So for before Red, obviously we were never ever getting back together. But then after that, she released Begin Again, I Knew You Were Trouble, and Red. Am I forgetting anything? It was just those three, I think. At the start, right. And those all went on to become singles, and she clearly had those picked out as singles beforehand. But... I feel like for this whole era, she's trying totally new marketing strategies. Right. From a marketing standpoint, I guess is what I'm saying. So, like you just said, these songs describe the sound of the album very well. Really gave us a taste of where she's going with the album. But the songs that she probably in her mind has picked out as singles, I would bet, are so strong that they're just going to blow us away completely and she doesn't want to give them away yet. Speaking of which, I think we can talk about this one at least a little bit. Because I think it's going to be a single, and I'm calling this now, it's just my speculation, I've, I've had it in my mind ever since I heard it. Taylor Tonight actually tweeted a preview of the new song, Style. Yay! If you guys haven't heard it yet, I can't even believe you. Stop what you're doing, go listen to this thing. Style, aka I'm not even sorry. Aka, exactly. <laughs> and uh, anyway, great song, like really. Uh, it's so catchy and so upbeat, and I... I'm absolutely certain that this is going to be one of the biggest songs on the album. So, 
I agree, and the Target commercial that she tweeted that the song was in was so well done. It didn't even seem like a Target commercial. No, exactly. Yeah, it was cool. The the Polaroid, uh, it was like stop motion almost. I don't, I don't know how to describe the. I mean, I'm I'm not a cinematographer, but anyway, yeah, I think like stop motion Polaroid thing was awesome. I. <laughs> yeah, no, it it was really cool. I remember. I don't know if it was the main commercial, but at least one of the promo commercials that she did for Target for Red was literally. And I feel like they've most of them have been like this. Most of her Target commercials, she was just standing in some weird backdrop and sort of like swinging she was like jumping around a room there wasn't really anything that made sense about it yeah she was swinging from the curtains or something that happened right yeah it did i mean that commercial while of course we'll watch anything with taylor and enjoy it had nothing to do really with the album at all and wasn't really all that creative and this commercial just raises the bar so much it really did yeah it, I mean, especially the extended one, if you guys watched it, how she at, at first described how she gets her inspirations from not necessarily herself, but just by observing other people in the city. And and then the stop motion uh, cinematography that they used to portray this was really very well done. It was excellent. And of course, the song itself is, you know, everybody is dead at this point. Twitter is dead right now. So RIP Twitter. Yeah, but... <laughs> And I feel like the theme of everything for 1989 is, as I just said, setting the bar higher than anything she's done before. Which is crazy, because every time we, every time she releases an album, we say this, and it's absolutely true every single time. How does she keep topping herself? I don't understand. She would have to basically, at this point, become president of the free world with the next album to even <laughs> possibly top herself. I don't even understand. I mean, thinking about how is she going to try and top Red, I really had no idea, but this isn't even on the same planet as Red. Seriously, yeah. It's, wow. It's incredible, yeah. And I feel like she has really, really good, not that she didn't before, but really great marketing people working with her on every aspect of just everything she's done so far because it all fits together so perfectly. Seriously. I think it's all going to contribute to a ton more success than she's even had, if that's possible. I completely agree. Yeah. The micromanaging, we were just talking about this, the micromanaging that Taylor and her team does, if you stop and think about it, it is unbelievable how much coordination goes into everything that they're planning. Unbelievable. So really, like, if take a moment just to observe that and think about that, it's it's really quite awesome. So, I don't know, kudos to them, really. They do an excellent job. Honestly, and... So I work in marketing, not for anything nearly as cool as Taylor, but just thinking about something like filming a commercial or a video shoot, that can take months and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and dozens of people to pull off. And especially since Taylor filmed this one on the streets of New York, there had to be a lot more coordination going into that, filming it in public. So just that alone is almost a solid year's worth of work between the planning, getting all of the crew the shoot, the post-production, everything. And just think about that little commercial and then think about every other single thing she's having come out now, and it's incredible. Yeah, really it is. It's easy to see where how she can fill her every single day. It's really, it's very easy to see. But yet she still finds time to be in the kitchen baking cookies. Yeah, what the heck? Like, <laughs> that I can't believe. <laughs> I work nine to five, come home, and feel like I barely have time to feed myself dinner. 
I don't understand how she does it. I really don't. Well, going back more to the song, to Welcome to New York. So, Nate, tell us more about what your first thoughts were when you were hearing it sitting right in front of Taylor. I was half in shock because Taylor had just walked in the room and half attentive trying to listen to the song. Anyway, when I first heard it, I immediately thought of, of course, like the 80s, 1989. I The, the sounds that are used, the um, modern pop that's used, I... I think it was so well done sonically. Uh, like the first time I heard this, I thought it was so well done sonically. It, I, I thought it would be a, I thought it was just the the best opener. I guess I don't even know how to put what I was thinking into emotion. I guess or my emotions into words rather. Yeah. So anyway, this song. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, I really like some of the lyrics in there. They're they're kind of catchy and have a little bit of uh, alliteration and uh, just sonically cohesive, if that makes sense for whatever my opinion's worth, I thought it was awesome. So so one thing that immediately occurred to me, so last week I know I said that Shake It Off and Out of the Woods both sounded very different from each other. And I feel like Welcome to New York has its own sound too. I don't feel like it sounds like either of those songs, but I am starting to see how it's all going to form a picture for the album. I agree. Yep, yep. Just you wait, all of you. And I kind of feel like, and you can tell me your opinion, but that especially now that we've heard clips that Taylor's released of some of the other songs, that when we listen to the album as a whole, I almost feel like Shake It Off might be the song that fits in the least. You know, it's funny because uh, we listened to the entire album um, over the course of, um, you know, the night. And afterwards, and I'm sure all of you have heard about this already, it's it's really no secret, we listened to Shake It Off and then had a, a mini dance party in the room. When I listened to Shake It Off as we were having, well, of course, we were all having fun, you know, um, at, with the actual dance party. But as soon as she started playing the song, I'm like, this actually does sound a lot different than uh, the rest of the album. I noticed that every song really has its own unique uh, signature style to it. I don't I don't know another way to put it, I guess, um, which is interesting. I don't know. I think it but I think it all fits within this huge general theme, but they're all separately, uniquely perfect if that makes sense. Well, it's Taylor, so it's going to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Let's think back to what we've now heard clips of. So we heard a clip of style. We heard a clip of how you get the girl. Have we heard any other clips? Uh, aside from the actual songs released now. So five out of 13 songs. We've gotten a lot of lyrics. That's probably why I couldn't think. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of lyrics. And I'm really starting to see how it's all going to fit together. And it almost seems like these songs fit together so perfectly that any old songs she does on tour just won't fit at all. Well, I wonder because when Taylor did that Love Story remix, it makes me wonder what else she's going to do. Because she she said she's always going to play You Belong With Me. She's always going to play Love Story. So I wonder if she has other things in store like that, like those type of remixes for this tour. That might fit a little bit more in the 80s theme. Yeah, I just had this thought that it would be really cool. That So I personally was never a fan of the You Belong With Me sort of Motown version that was on the Red Tour. Fair enough. Some people didn't like it, yeah. I like the outfits. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can really say about it. I didn't like the sound. I didn't feel like it really fit with the song. But anyway, how cool would it be if... On the 1989 tour, Taylor mashes up You Belong With Me with some sort of classic 80s song. 
That would be really cool. I don't know what song. I just kind of have a general sound in my head right now, but I feel like it would actually fit really well. I could see that. That would be, oh, that would be really cool. I bet she, if she has something like that already planned, I'm coming back to you and saying you are podcast girl genius. I don't know. That was just, I mean, I definitely, I know she said over and over, she'll never stop playing it. And I feel like she's not going to just go back to the original version. Although she probably could give it an 80s sound without having to do much else to it, because I think it would lend itself to that. But I think she'll do something more creative. I suppose that's true. Yeah, I'd expect nothing less from you, Taylor. So what do you think she's going to do with songs like I Knew You Were Trouble? Because I felt like that was one she would definitely bring back. I don't know. I mean, I Knew Your Trouble kind of can fit in this one. I mean, you know, it is it is a pop song. I mean, um, I feel like if she did perform it again, maybe it wouldn't be as elaborate as it was for Red Tour. I'm sure it wouldn't be, but I feel like she could make it work. I don't know. We're getting so off topic from discussing Welcome to New York. I know. How does this keep happening? <laughs> we just have so many thoughts. So many thoughts. Well, we asked our followers and listeners what you guys thought, what your first impression was of Welcome to New York, and we got some really interesting responses. The first one came from Cray Cray T Swift on Twitter. I love that username. That is actually really funny. And uh, uh, they say uh, about the song, it's really catchy and it makes me want to go to New York now. LOL. Right now. Right now. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. See you guys. So our next one is from Alyssa, at Alyssa13, and she said, Welcome to New York shows the birth of a new era, the new direction Taylor Taylor's life is going in, and she is reawakened, enlightened, and excited. It's upbeat, exciting, and fast-paced, and carefree, yet hopeful about the new life she's living in New York. That is a pretty accurate description, if I have to say so myself. Well, our next one comes from at ScoobyDug on Twitter, and he said... Taylor said that this album was about the changes in her life in the last couple of years. This is a perfect intro to the album. It's a new soundtrack. Welcome to New York. I just love the beat. It sounds simple, but it is quite complex. Yeah, definitely. I feel like with a lot of her songs, at first you notice the lyrics, and then if you actually listen in more, or especially if you listen to any instrumental versions, you can hear how many different sounds really went into it. Exactly, yeah. It's always cool to see how the lyrics tie into even even the slightest of sound changes in the track. So, Our next one is from at Stitch Swifty, and she said, It means starting fresh and changing, and I love this message for the new era. Totally agree. Our next one comes from at Iced Taze on Twitter, and they say, in all caps, it literally takes me to New York. I think that was her goal. It was her goal. And she is there. Our next one, and I just love this username too, is from Becky's Bays on Twitter. She said, it really brings in the new Taylor era. It shows off just how much she's grown as an artist and writer. Our next one comes from at StaySwift underscore 13 on Twitter. And they say, Welcome to New York is so, so catchy. I love it. Our next one is from at TSwift underscore updating. I think the song is very techno-ish, and it's a good, fun song to dance to. And she's slaying the bridge. Agreed. When is she not slaying everything, though? Everything, right, exactly. And finally, our last one comes from at underscore gold soul underscore 13 on Twitter. And they say, I love it. It sounds like New York. Very fast-paced. I seriously want to visit New York now. 
I feel like the city of New York needs to give Taylor a cut of their tourism profits <laughs> because it's just going to skyrocket now. 42 million Swifties are about to re-enter their city. <laughs> well, if you think about, and I see this on Twitter all the time, people going to Nashville just because of Taylor, not to see her, just to experience what she's experienced and because she introduced Nashville to them, that's going to be New York now. Absolutely will be, yeah. And even just tonight, Taylor was tweeting all sorts of pictures with the hashtag Welcome to New York, pictures from her apartment, pictures of her out and about, of all sorts of things, and just the picture of the cookies that she tweeted alone makes me want to go to New York. Why do I feel like that bakery, which is probably, you know, not that well-known, is going to have a line around the block tomorrow? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> they should definitely thank Taylor. Well, we have to visit there when we go to New York. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Well, you'll have to tell us if these cookies that Taylor said she loved can compare to her actual home-baked cookies. Mm, I do have expertise in that area. Though, then again, I'm sure absolutely nothing compares to Taylor's cookies. They're so good. And, like, and like buttery, salty. Like, it was, it was good. Oh, you're just trying to make me jealous. That's rude. I'm sorry. I'm trying to describe for our fans. So thanks so much to everybody who sent in your opinions about the song. Keep sending them to us. Tweet us at SwiftCast13. Email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. If you're not dead, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> and, I mean, so much is going to happen in the next few days. We're heading to New York this weekend, so you're going to get this episode probably just a couple days before 1989 comes out. And then the week that 1989 is out, the week of the 27th, we will be in New York, so we won't be doing our regular episode, but we have a really hilarious surprise bonus episode coming out for you that you're going to love, trust me, and that'll be out next week. And also make sure you're following us on Twitter at SwiftCast13 because we will be live tweeting from everywhere in New York. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up, and we can't wait to tell you guys all about it. Can you believe our next episode is going to be post-1989 release? Well, it's not because we're going to be dead. That's a good point. Sorry, guys. I know we keep saying we're dead and we're not actually dead, but I think the album as a whole will actually kill the fandom. I think so. Everyone will actually literally die. Well, if we make it, we will see you guys next week. <laughs> but for now, this has been Ashley. And Nate. And we will talk to you guys later. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.